Hey everyone, I'm Jared. And I'm Chantel. Welcome to the Poured Out Podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. I think this is going to be our last episode on of this topic. This topic. So we've been <laughs> talking about um, family vision. Yeah. For this would be the fourth, fourth week in a row, I think. Row. Right. So we did. It's been good. Got lots of ideas then. Yeah. Yeah. It has been good. I feel like it's helped us think through. Yes. Things a little more um, that we want to do as a family. So. So yeah, I think we'll wrap up that topic today. So we started with our overall family vision and then we realized they fit very well. Most of the things fit very well into kind of like our church's motto, uh, which is love Jesus. That was one episode. Love people was another. And today we are doing help people love Jesus, right? Yeah. As I'm saying it, I'm questioning myself whether I'm saying it right. You're saying it right. Okay. You're correct. Yeah. So before we get into that, though, I have a, a mini rant. I don't know if you want to start with that. Yeah, let rant away. Just start. Oh, so I want to hear your rant. Okay, it's just a mini rant. Oh, it's not like a full okay. on, full uh, lower on rant. Me- expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have celiac disease. You know this. I do. Yeah, you knew it's this. Not already. new to me. Yeah, but so for people that don't know, uh, I have celiac disease, and that means I, I cannot eat gluten well i can eat it but it would just does bad things not without it and so i should yep. not eat gluten um because it's very bad for me um and it, there, it's been like a, a pretty big fad in the last yeah you jumped years. jumped right on the train yeah it was the perfect timing not not the disease itself but gluten-free mm-hmm. in general has been a fad just a quick has, question here. Sorry. Yeah. Did you it, turn on the keyboard for my computer? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm gonna, definitely going to press I'm, buttons I'm on it. I'm going to move that. Okay. okay. Keep going. Yeah. So th- there's been a, a, a gluten-free trend fad for people that don't necessarily need to, to eat gluten-free. That has, it's not as much anymore, I don't think, but it definitely was it more of a, a thing for a while, which had some good outcomes for me because that meant more companies tried to make gluten-free food which meant there was a lot more available for me yes um there's some also downsides because for people that didn't really need it to be gluten-free completely then it didn't really matter if it was like yeah the level of contamination yeah we're yeah yeah anyway that's not my rant this is all leading up to your yeah this is all it's a preamble to my rant (laughs) okay what has always bothered me is the labeling of gluten-free or supposedly gluten-free stuff. Mostly, it's mostly a restaurant it's thing. A, yeah. But it's also a bit, there's a bit of an issue with some packaging on like food you buy as well. Mm-hmm. So restaurants in general, I understand they cannot, they can't say gluten-free unless they don't yeah. have anything in the restaurant that contains right. wheat. Yeah. So I guess yeah wheat and barley rye those grains i can't have uh so they try to find some other alternative where they don't say Mm gluten-free and usually they say gluten-friendly yes which is which is 
the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I understand, like, I'm, I'm fairly certain that they mean gluten-free friendly or, like, we attempt to make this gluten-free. But gluten-friendly has the, the exact opposite meaning of yeah. what I'm looking for. I mean, it's what I enjoy in my life. I do like to be friendly to gluten myself. I am not friendly to gluten, and gluten is even more unfriendly to me. Yeah. So, I, yes, I don't understand the mislabeling of this, honestly. No, it doesn't make any sense. And I, yeah. So that is my rant, because it came up again this last week. I noticed it again. But didn't you find it in a positive way this week? Yes. That's my win for the week. Oh, okay. So That's we my won't... Win for oh, the, well, I'll, I'll go right into it, because my win for the week is that there was the first time I ever saw a restaurant that said gluten-free friendly. That's big. So it's, it's not... It's not that mind-blowing. <laughs> no, like, it why... doesn't really matter, honestly. But no, just... no, no. But I just mean, why haven't other restaurants clued into this? Like, we're trying to say gluten-free people can eat here. Why would we yeah. say we're gluten-friendly? No, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, it's labeled by someone that doesn't understand the need. And then for packaging, isn't it like it's GF for yes. gluten-free? Yeah. So but sometimes... Someti- so sometimes it's GF. There's, there's like so many different yes. types of labels for gluten-free other than the sort of there's like an official canadian certified label right. which is great but not mm-hmm. not all of the places certify their food mm-hmm. as gluten-free they, they still have to follow some rules if they're going to label it as gluten-free but it's a little bit different than being like certified by the celiac association or whatever it is but then often what they'll do is they'll have like gf mm-hmm. on it but then some places will do yeah. gf circle it and cross through it yeah like, like gluten-free it's not gluten-free but it, but they actually mean it may- is gluten-free. maybe they mean we're not gluten-friendly well maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe they were ahead of the game crossing out g the f is friendly in that case okay i, know. I didn't and, think of that and for like americans listening i think because they have less stringent rules for their packaging right that's from what i understand yeah canada is much canada better canada has with to labeling. label a lot more things yeah so so if I see something that even isn't certified but says gluten-free on the packaging, mm-hmm. I can be quite certain that it is mm-hmm. gluten-free or they've taken the required precautions to make it gluten-free. They just don't, it doesn't get tested right. regularly by the certifying yeah. body kind of thing. Yeah. But yes, GF with a line through it means gluten-free. But gluten-friendly so also means gluten-free, kind of. I mean, I understand they can't say gluten-free, but anyway. So that's my mini rant. But yes, tied in with a win of going to a restaurant that said gluten-free friendly. Yes. And had a symbol of wheat with it crossed out by the menu. Often the menus are like, then they have the little wheat symbol by the things that are gluten-free. But I don't want that though. I want the opposite of that. You don't want wheat. So shout out to Blue Truck Barbecue. There you go. Which is like, there's only one of them. Is it really? Well, I, don't, I, I think so. Hmm. Um, I've never been. You'll have to take me sometime. Yeah, it was really it was really good. Tasted really good. And they did their menu correctly. And so. we'll see in a few days if you get sick from it or not. That is true. Yeah. So far, so good? So far, so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a bit of a rant too. While you were gone eating at Blue Truck Barbecue, I went thrifting. And I decided I was just going to like pick out anything that looked remotely interesting and try it on so i had my cart with a lot of things in it and i went to the fitting room only to realize they don't have one anymore and i went to another thrift store and i 
got smart. I looked before I picked out a bunch of things. Realized they don't have one anymore either. So how are you supposed to try things on? I mean, you're not, obviously. So it must be a a very recent thing because it's not like we... You go to thrift stores fairly frequently. I I guess we haven't looked for clothes for a while. Yeah, I get distracted by books and then just stay there. Um, And these... Yeah, this is two of the main ones that I have gone to, but I think it must be during COVID maybe they got rid of those. Hmm. Have we been... I haven't bought clothes. Maybe, but I mean that... They're separate rooms like i know i don't understand maybe it's a theft issue I, i'm that would be my guess is it would be a theft issue i'm trying to think i don't think though like there's another one on the other side of the city i don't think that one has a change room anymore either hmm. and it's a less sketchy area so you'd think they if it was a theft thing they would still have it yeah i don't know i feel like if you're if people are are stealing from yeah, if they're stealing from thrift the thrift stores, store, just like let them let just, them have it. Yeah, kind of. I yeah. mean, I understand they're trying to also stay in business, and it is a business at the end of the day. Yeah, but, but that was that was uh, that was a disappointment for sure. Yeah, that does make uh, kind of shopping for clothes at a thrift store a lot more difficult. Well, yeah, because if you go to like let's say Old Navy, you generally like their clothes fit. You know, once you know your size, you know this will fit you. Yeah. But at a thrift store, they have all these different brands that all fit differently so you can't just pick up a medium and everything and know that's going to fit you so yeah how are you supposed to know if some of those wonderful items that are at the thrift store i mean there's there's, so much variety and so many great styles to choose from can i think you're mocking me (laughs) something something's giving me that idea well i feel like we've gone a few times yes there's well we've gone kind of purposely to look for ridiculous stuff sometimes you can definitely find ridiculous stuff yeah, that can be fun. Um, okay, so then you did your win already. Yes. So I'm going to go into my win. This was the first week of outdoor soccer. Mm-hmm. Got a whole month and a half off between indoor and outdoor. And it was plus 23 at the first game, which never happens here. It's usually plus five Celsius and windy and cold. And then you're like wearing a toque and trying to hold your tea and like warm yourself up and you're freezing. Like three blankets on you. And... Yeah. And I didn't even wear a sweater until over half on the first game. Yesterday's game was a little bit windier, mm-hmm. but we bought spectacular chairs this year. Like we are ready to be those parents comfortable and cheering our kids on for <laughs> soccer. Not shivering. Not shivering. I mean, so we bought like, they're from Costco. I don't know if they have a specific name. Mm, I'm not sure what they're called, but they're they're very soft and large. I mean, they they they're kind of ridiculously large. They require like a body bag, lawn chairs to transport them, but it's worth it. Yeah, and they block out the wind if the wind's not coming directly at your face. Uh, our previous ones were like open in the back, so yeah. you'd have the wind coming up your shirt or something. That was and definitely freezing a you. design fail for mm-hmm. like for where we live majority of the time even if you're sitting in a lawn chair it's gonna be not that warm yeah so i'm very excited this makes me more excited for soccer season because i'm not gonna be dying inside and i just need to pack a blanket in the vehicle and then i'm like totally set always have my toque i do wonder how they will feel if we had a really warm soccer day oh you're sitting out there in the sun will it be like a little bit too hot sitting in there okay well we'll report back if that happens but soccer season is only may and june so it doesn't get 
Yeah. Generally overly warm. And then for us, if we're going to go camping and stuff, usually you're sitting around in a lawn chair either earlier in the morning or yep. later in the evening when it's already cooled off quite a bit. Yeah. 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 The only downside to them is that they are really large. They're very to beastly. Transport. Like our vehicle can hold, well, it can hold two less people when we take those chairs with us <laughs> because they take we up could probably, a lot of space. We could probably do one less person. I, I did one. I was transporting, like, we had one kid in the back seat, and yeah. I had one chair, and I had to lift it up. It couldn't lie down. It's too long. It's it's too long. So mm. I don't think you can fit two, unless a kid is holding one on their lap or something awkward. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll have to sacrifice that for us so yeah. that we can be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> if they want us to come watch. Yeah, they are, like, really comfortable mm -hmm. chairs, actually, to sit in. They're too. a win. They were yeah. worth the money, for sure. They were actually cheaper than... So the, the other lawn chairs, like the yeah. older folding ones, the ones, the big ones are che were cheaper than that. What? Yeah. They're so like $60. It's not even an investment then. That's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. The only downside is the size, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing mean, to make. Like you can like curl up on the chair or like put <laughs> your legs up. Like it's, it's a whole new world. Well, I feel like we could probably, they'll probably be out in the backyard a lot more. Like mm. even mm -hmm. at our house to just like. You will sit and read there. a book in there pretty comfortably. Oh, yes. They have wine holders. Did you know that? I did not. You did not inform me of this. Yeah, Ephraim found that there's there's like a cup holder, but it's not it's not a cup holder. It's like it's for your wine glass. Apparently, it's for a wine glass, according to the label. We don't have wine glasses or drink no, wine or drink wine. So that that part is not. I might super have to get a wine glass, us. just put something else in it, so I can use the holder. You have like a wine glass shaped hot chocolate mug. Ooh. I, don't, I feel like that's probably not a thing. Probably not. You could probably drink, well, your hot chocolate needs like, got all kinds of steps. I'm not sure if a wine glass would really work for it. Maybe not. We'll, we'll figure something find out. Something, Gotta yeah. use, find some use for these wine yeah. glass holders. We'll have wine, wine glasses and yours will have hot chocolate. Mine will have tea. There you go. Yeah. We're fancy like that. Totally. Very high class citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wine glasses in a camping chair. I feel like those don't go well together. See, I'm not really sure if they're camping chairs just because of the lack of portability because well, they're so big. They're more like, oh, well, I don't know. I guess they're they're folding chairs. They come so in a bag. Come in a bag. Yeah, I don't that know. you can carry. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so that's your win. That's my win for sure. Comfy chairs. Warm weather. Yeah. Yeah, the warm weather has been so nice. Yeah. We went from spring to summer. Uh, from winter to summer that's what i'm trying to say pretty much yeah yeah which is really good for soccer starting because mm -hmm. the, those first few games usually are just They're so brutal. brutal so yeah we were going to talk today about the last kind of piece of our family vision statement which we've put under the heading of help people love jesus and i, I think parts of it maybe don't fit under, like super well under that heading it's our podcast. We can but do what do we and want. They, and it's our family vision <laughs> yeah. thing, so we can do whatever yes. we want. Yeah. yeah. These are kind of the leftovers. and I But they do fit in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little bit more to that, too. That, so I was thinking through that heading of what we value as a family that I think fits well under there. But, okay. So it's help people love Jesus yeah. is the heading. So under that, we had two... We talked about two headings before you kind of like group them that yes. way and so part of our f 
our family vision was to raise uh, and, and be. be curious and life curious people and lifelong learners. Right. Yeah. And so, it's like raising our kids this way and setting an example and being this way ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was to be creators, not just consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as part of that, this is the quote again from Andrew Peterson book or not a, maybe a quote, but a. Yeah, it's pretty much a it quote. It is a quote. Yeah. So it's, it's to tell God's truth to the world as beautifully as we can. And mm-hmm. I think that really fits well under helping people to love Jesus, yes. right? So yeah. so yeah, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with, uh, it doesn't matter. We have curious and lifelong learners first. Can we start with that yeah, one? Yeah, let's start with that one. Okay. Sure. Yeah, so this one, I felt like I was trying to, trying to determine like how, how it really fit under the heading of, mm-hmm. of helping people to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it like this one maybe is a little more of a stretch in my opinion. Maybe you have. Once I get talking, then okay, you'll then realize how exactly how it fits okay, in. Okay. Well, well you, you should start talking then. Okay. Well, this one makes me think a lot about homeschooling. This is kind of where I pulled this from. Okay. Because I want our kids to be curious people, lifelong learners, because I know I'm not going to be able to teach them everything, nor do I want to teach them everything. I want them to enjoy learning because it's something that I've learned as I've gotten older that I actually enjoy. And so part of how we do this is helping them to explore their interests. And I think we all as people are generally more curious and interested in learning about things if we're interested in them. Yeah. And so I think as kids develop their interests, they will figure out how they can use these things. And this does kind of relate to the next one, um, figure out how they can use their interests to find the people and the groups that they're passionate about for yeah. one. So like our daughter, she has a heart for like certain disabilities and people with disabilities. And when I think about her helping people love Jesus, this makes me think of like the people groups that she might be drawn to in the right. future. So being a curious and lifelong learner for her right now means like exploring these different disabilities, learning about them or diseases, or she's got a whole list of things she's, she's interested in. She's got quite a in. gamut of yeah. interests, yeah. And so learning about these things, I think, will help her in the future as she interacts with people like this and maybe is intentional about interacting with people with these diseases and disabilities and helping to love them and therefore helping them love Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. That that's like, that's kind of the, the same vein that I was thinking as well. It was just like being curious and lifelong learners actually helps us to get to know people better. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like maybe even people that aren't, really like us but if we're if we're curious and if we like to learn then we can more easily yeah get to know other people what what other people are interested in or what you know if they're from a different culture like try to learn what what makes them tick or what they're they're used to what they've grown up knowing and i think that is all helpful in trying to build those relationships so that we can then you know effectively share the gospel with people it's so much easier if you know them and can relate to them 
mm-hmm. which I think, yeah, being being curious and being someone that likes to learn things is very helpful in that way. Yeah. And I do think like with love Jesus and love people, if you love Jesus and you love people, this will just come out of it. Like this will, should just flow naturally yeah. because you will want those people that you love to love the Jesus that you love. Yeah, exactly. And so when I was going through this, it did feel a lot like I was writing, thinking of ways that they could love people, but right. it, it it is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a quote. I'm reading a fiction book right now, which is interesting. It's called The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kipp. And there was a quote that said, we should never underestimate the life-changing gift of friendship. Hmm. And she talks in the book about how she has tried to, um, and of course I should have written this quote down, but she's tried to just love people as hard as she can for the time that they are in her life, knowing that, you know, people and relationships, they, they come and go, but just doing what she can while she can. And it was a good reminder to me. Yeah. I think that's a good reminder sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like, well, like I'm only going to know this person for this season of yeah. life. And like, it can be hard. I really want to invest my time in that. And mm-hmm. so that's a good, good thing to think about. And then like you were saying, um, asking people about what interests them. I think also just being an inquisitive person will help us to get people's stories out of them like yeah a lot of people if you just say hey tell me your life story no one's going to know where to start like it's going to take intentional questions to like draw the story out of them mm-hmm. usually they're more than willing to share their story they just don't know how yeah and so if we are a curious people then we will naturally kind of go into those questions and pull the story out that makes sense yeah There was another good quote that I liked from this same book. It said, people can be the worst, but they can also be quite the adventure if you're willing to open yourself up and have the courage to stick with them. And I think that's a good reminder (laughs) to me because sometimes I can get like, I can stop after people can be the worst (laughs) (laughs) and be like, yeah, I'm out. People can be the worst and therefore I'm just going to avoid them all. Yeah. Yeah. They can be quite the adventure if you're willing to open yourself up and have the courage to stick with them. But that does take vulnerability and opening up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it takes effort, right? It, it always takes effort to yes. build those relationships with people. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that being a curious and lifelong learner helps people, helps us to love people more and therefore to, to love help Jesus. Yeah. I think it also ties in with the other, mm-hmm. the other one of being creators, not consumers. And, and so they, they tie in together because yes. if you're a curious person and, and someone that desires to keep learning, that's going to help you get better at, at, um, being a creative person yeah. and at showing and, and like at telling the truth in a creative and a, interesting way and a beautiful way right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like the better you are at doing that the more beauty you can bring forth right i think right and so it's yeah i think they tie in really well together they do yeah so the second one be creators not just consumers so mm-hmm. you know consuming 
things is okay, but not yep. not only right. consumers. And I think we can get inspired when we consume things. Yeah, for sure. But you don't want to just be sitting there consuming. Yeah. You need to take that and create. Yep. And I think we talked about this a little bit before, but it can be easy when thinking of like a creator it can be easy to get into that mindset of like this is just for like the people that can draw really well like i'm not a creator i'm not a creative person right and we did talk about that in our creativity episode Mm -hmm. but just wanted to like remind people it's not just the like stereotypical creative person yeah it's not just the arts right like not just even like the traditional arts like these days with um, video that is a form of art these days but it's not what i instinctively think of yeah we think of like drawing slash painting music Mm -hmm. maybe like maybe poetry that type of and yeah writing in general maybe but and and those are all i think those are all good things absolutely they're all good ways that we get to show the truth beautifully Mm mm-hmm but it's also so much more than that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's what we I talked about. But so it's not like we're saying, you know, be creators. We're not saying like, hey, we want us and our kids to be artists. Because yeah, because that's not happening. We're uh, probably over four on that one as far as like <laughs> yeah, drawing no. stuff goes. Mm-hmm. None of us are. No one's. No. Yeah, quite there. Uh, that's not our. Pictionary is my gifting. most dreaded game. <laughs> I will fake an illness, injury, something to get out of that game. See, that's funny because I I know I can't draw, but I don't. It doesn't really bother me that much that yeah. I'm not good at that. I've always been way too self conscious. Like well, we were talking this morning, so I almost failed. I think grade nine art because I just refused to hand in assignments. Mm because we spent our art class working on them and i didn't want to see people or i didn't want people to see me creating it because i was so self-conscious of it so do we need to psychoanalyze this now no what is it about we're just never playing pictionary (laughs) or telestrations which i know people are like but telestrations is so much better telestrations is a lot of fun actually it's it's still drawing less yeah I, i guess i don't i don't care like I know that I can't draw, and that's funny because you care more about what other people I know, think generally that, than I do. That's why this is weird because I often struggle with like, oh, I don't want to do this because what will people think of me? Yeah, and I, that I, has been a struggle in yeah. my life. And I don't usually care about that, but yeah. no. Hmm. So we will not be artists. So we're not saying everyone has to be an artist for no. sure, uh, like a traditional kind of artist. Yeah. But those are also good things. Yes, as well. absolutely. Yeah. We need people so to do that because we can't. <laughs> not useful things or. Yeah. But I, I think any. In any work that we do, we can show the truth in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. I think that's the. Yeah. That's the important part. And that goes beyond being even just being a creator. Right. Like even if you are working at mcdonald's Mm -hmm. you can still do that work in a beautiful way in the way that you interact with people even in the in the the quality you put into making this burger that Mm -hmm. probably people won't like maybe maybe people probably don't care about right they're just gonna open it up and scarf it down yeah but it still matters Mm -hmm. like how we put effort into things right and and you were saying like 
interactions. I think, I don't know if the workforce is the same where everyone else that's listening to this is, but here, the, the quality of interactions in most places, so like fast food, Walmart, whatever, it is so bad. Like, yeah, the, like the standard of how people communicate is pretty low. Yes, that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it makes me want to work at these places because I feel like it wouldn't take much to stand out. Yeah. Also, I don't want to work at Walmart or McDonald's. Like, <laughs> I put in my time at McDonald's. You choose not to if you could. But, yeah. But yeah, like, you can, we can both think of a person at a grocery store oh my goodness, yes. that is just known as the grumpy person. Yeah. Like, I will avoid, we don't even go to this grocery store very often. No, like, it's like a few times a year, really. Yeah. And, and I will still... avoid his tail at all costs. We should probably go to his tail and probably. try to see if you can make him but smile. he's so miserable <laughs> all the time. And like, it's like a one minute interaction and yeah. yeah. So don't be that person. Yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't take much. There's been a few interactions with people. I was like, wow, they were amazing. I only talked with them for like five seconds. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to be set apart. Yeah, but then there is, yeah, there is the opposite side of that too, where us as people that are, are there yeah. can yes, like model that. And, and sometimes like you get, and you kind of, like I can get it. Sometimes you're, you're doing your job. You've been there for whatever, seven hours already. Yes. You're, you're swiping groceries. You're tired. You're ready to go home. And so I, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not always like happy and ready to, you know, chat with everybody at work and yeah. I don't even have to chat with a lot of people at work often. But I think then as people that are on the other side of the till, it mm-hmm. makes a big difference too in how you just interact with people yes. and just smiling and like not just giving the cursory, you know, answers to yeah to them, but like yeah. actually engaging, not, you know, doing the <laughs> 80-year-old man <laughs> yeah. starting a conversation while there's 25 people in line, but yeah. like... But just, yeah, the just way you say friendly things. and... Yeah, no, this is this is good. This is calling me out because I do try to be kind to the people in these situations. Yeah, you Except do. that one guy <laughs> who I'm just like, I just, I, so I now just we can't need to purposely anymore. go no, to that line. So we have to go to that grocery store more to find his line, figure out his schedule. <laughs> well, that might be going a little <laughs> far. We're getting into the stalking uh, category maybe at that point. But um, anyway, I feel like maybe we're going off track a little bit. But. Yeah, well, that's okay. Telling the truth as beautifully as we can in yeah. any situation. Yeah. And so, yeah. Point I was trying to make, I guess, is that, yeah, it's not necessarily in art or necessarily even in creating, but just right. in life in general, mm-hmm. whatever job we're doing, whatever work we're doing or... Interactions with people. Interactions, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever it is, whether it's doing some, a hobby or, yeah, whatever it is, trying to be someone that... Isn't yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it, but trying to well, trying live to, that out beautifully. Yeah, well, and trying to let the joy that you have in Christ come yeah. through, right? Yeah. Instead of just yeah, that's keeping re- it for yourself. That's and, really what it is, and that that basically comes down to just reminding ourselves of our identity, and so that joy actually does come out then in every mm-hmm. situation, and that takes a continual reminder of like who we are in christ what we have because of him and then 
that joy will just leak out i think mm -hmm. at that point right yeah and so i think there is a lot of crossover from being a curious and lifelong learner and this because as our children and us find our interests we can take those things that we're interested in and use them to share the beauty uh, of God's truth to the world. So you have an interest in music, and that is something that you bless our church with multiple times a month. We get to hear you play, listen to you sing, and I think like if you hadn't explored that interest, then that wouldn't wouldn't be something that you would even be able to do. And so I think it's just a reminder to be creating, pushing our kids to create in some form. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like pushing them to explore, especially yeah. when they're younger, right? Like yeah. explore different things mm -hmm. to find out what interests you. And mm -hmm. there's such a, it's so easy to consume right now that I think it, it takes a concerted effort and different personalities are able to handle it better. Yep. But like sometimes, and even for me, like it's, it's so much easier to just take things in and just like relax and enjoy other people's art, which is a good right. thing to do, but then never kind of put in the, the work to improve my own ability in, in music or something right. for, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, giving them, exposing them to different avenues of how they can be creative, I think is something that we're trying to do mm -hmm. um, just to, so that they know what's out there and, and hopefully something will spark interest. Because as much as like, yeah, like we talk about showing God's truth beautifully in every area, I do think there's an aspect of creativity that's important as well. And we talked about that too in a previous mm -hmm. episode, just of like how, yeah, we're all, we're all creators in, in some way, like we're made in the image of God who is a, a creator. And so mm -hmm. we all kind of have this, I think most, I think we all have this in, innate desire to yep. be a creator in some way. Yep. And again, like it doesn't mean creator doesn't necessarily mean what we might think it means mm -hmm. of art and music or even like now it's like, like content creator right right that's another one but but i think it's it's part of kind of who humans are and it's for a purpose of reflecting that back to god mm -hmm. or reflecting god in what we do really and yes. so we want to be we want to be creators and we want to be lifelong learners so that we can i guess hone our craft whatever that is and continually get better at showing his glory in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I feel like you've summed that up very nicely. A plus. A plus. Sweet. Yeah. Anything else you have on that topic? Just that one of the things that we've been experimenting with in the last couple months is screen time and mm. screen time limits. Mm-hmm. And you were saying before different personalities with content consumption, you know, they take that differently. Yeah. And we've had to, first of all, we tried kind of like no screen limits within 
actual bounds. So there was still some limits. But but comparatively to what we had been doing, it was basically mm-hmm. open. And then we found that, no, we actually need to set some. And in order to like foster that creativity, yeah. otherwise it was just... It was just too much consumption. It's just too easy to consume. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of something that we're still exploring and figuring out the best way to do that. But yeah, I didn't want to touch on that because. Yeah. And and just to be clear, like when we mean screen time, we mean specifically that consuming kind of screen time because not all screen time is equal. And so if if someone is is doing something creative Mm -hmm. on a screen that, is different than just you know playing a video game right. or watching a movie or something yeah and when i said no screen limits to some people they meant it like your kid can just watch whatever they want or like mm. whatever it's like no like we still have you know certain things that they're allowed to watch and whatever it's, yeah it's not like the internet for all. internet is yeah. yours do whatever you want yeah no definitely not that Okay, so one other thing that I, I kind of just wanted to touch on, and it, it wasn't really part of, it's not really part of what we wrote as our family vision, but as I was thinking about this and specifically about helping people love Jesus, I feel like our uh, our church is obviously a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a big part of why we're a part of the church that we're a part of. And so... Our, I mean, our church is a church that wants to plant other churches. Yeah. And so that's important to the DNA of our church. We, we think that church planting is important. It's like the, it's the primary way that we see in scripture of, of the gospels spreading, right? It's, you know, you would, Paul would go on these missionary journeys and, you know, basically plant churches in yeah. all these communities, right? And so... We see that as something that God wants us to continue to do, and that's a big reason of why we're part of the church that we're in. And I think that does play into our family values quite a bit because mm-hmm. it is it affects our family. Mm-hmm. Um, what we, where we chose to be a part of a church affects our family. Like we both grew up mm-hmm. in the same church, which is the same church that our, our families both go to. And so to change to a different church, like there was some difficulty in that, right? Yeah. Like there's some, there's some separation. Yeah. There's like a tension in the moving. Switching. Yeah. It's because we don't like, it's, we just don't have that shared experience as much mm-hmm. because uh, and so I just wanted to like touch on that as, as part of our family values because it, it is something that we chose to do because we valued helping people love Jesus. We right. valued the... It's like a, more of an outward approach instead of just keeping the gospel to yourself. Instead of a more, yeah. Right? Like it's the whole helping people love Jesus. Yes. And not just stopping with love Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we chose to, to be involved with a church that is that where church planting and, and, you know, expansion of the gospel is important. And so I I feel Mm -hmm. like that does 
affect our family values. It affects what we choose to prioritize as a family. Yep. Um, so maybe it doesn't fit in as well with the the creators and consumers um, it, as much, but it it fits in with helping people love Jesus because yeah. I think that we're raising our kids in an environment and being in one ourselves that focuses on that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it kind it kind of honestly fits in with like curious and lifelong learners right. because mm-hmm. you know. I think it was a big change for us to mm-hmm. to start going to this church and like there was a lot of learning that yes. we've had to do and we continue to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you know as you think about church planting itself I mean there's a lot of like what does that look like what does right. that mean and so um being part of a part of a church plant because our our church was planted as we joined it Mm -hmm. Um, and so we kind of got to be a part of that process a bit and that was definitely learning especially coming from uh, you know a church that we had been attending for other like since we were born however however many years that was yeah at the time and a, Um, a large church to a very small church plant yeah yeah it's very different but yeah so that that i think that's a really big piece of of our family and our desire to help people love jesus that's why we are kind of on the path that we're on um Mm -hmm. and it it is something that we want to instill in our kids as well is is what like the importance of of not just yeah not just stopping at the love Jesus mm-hmm. point. But like you said, like if, if we love people, if we love Jesus, we should love people. Yeah. And if we love people, then we should want them to love Jesus right. because he's who we love because of what he's done. And so we're going to, we're going to want to naturally then share that good news with other people. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, part of that is through um, the work of the local church and Part of that is through what we talked about with, you know, being people that want to learn how to spread that good news in a, in an effective, in a beautiful way. So, so yeah, I don't know if you have anything more to say on that, no, that's good. that piece, but that's true. I didn't think about that as we were doing our family vision statement, but that fits in there perfectly. No. And yeah, I mean, it's, I think because that's just what our life has looked like for like, you know, as far as our involvement with the local church and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as I was thinking through this and just thinking about like how that has really affected our, our family. Yes. Um, And so figured it'd be good, good to just touch on that briefly as well. I think to me, it was one of those things that person just like takes for granted. Yeah. You, You forget about how much it's affecting your life because it's just it's so there like it's your life it's like so woven through everything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway that's it for me did you have a question i was making up a question as you were talking okay so it's really asking yeah i'm not good at that 
I can't actually remember if we've done this one before, so I'll throw this out there and you can tell me if this is a good one. I kind of feel like maybe we did, but I think asking people, going back to the being a curious and lifelong learner, asking people what they're interested in or learning about recently, these days. Yeah. Did we talk about this already? I don't know. We might have, but I think that's really, really good because often I, I think the conversation like when you meet someone it's like oh what did you do this week mm-hmm. right and so then and then the answer is usually just either oh yeah it was just a busy week yeah. doing you know mm-hmm. and, and never never really telling you what they were doing or just oh I was busy at work and kind of thing like just right. kind of a very vague a non-answer and, yeah. but asking them like what they're interested in is gets gets behind the like it's like yes, I know. Generally, we mostly have to work most yes. of the week, or like well, you know, eight of, hours a day, or whatever. All but of us have busy lives. Like everyone can say they're busy, yeah. so it's not a very good question. But I and I would be curious because I have an inclination that my homeschool mom friends would be able to answer this better than friends of mine who don't homeschool just because I think as homeschool moms we're always trying to learn things generally like ahead of our kids mm. or we're like specifically yeah. learning things with them as they're diving down rabbit holes yeah and I think when you send your kids to school you the education is in someone else's hands so you're not unless you have to like figure out a certain math thing to help them get through like a math problem you're not as invested in it and aware of how you should grow yourself yeah maybe maybe that's just my experience pre-homeschooling versus homeschooling but yeah that's interesting i think i think for a lot of people and i can there's probably weeks like this for myself too where if someone asked me that question i would probably realize that i was just consuming things all week mm-hmm. right like i think a i think a pretty standard north american life seems to be working and then either if you have kids that you're taking to activities you do that right. and if you're not you're like watching tv until bedtime and then repeating right and like watching something could be it it could lead you down a rabbit hole that could be the thing that you're learning but it might also just be a consumption for consumption's sake type yeah. thing which again is not always wrong no but yeah it's a it'd be, it'd be a good question to just get you thinking of like oh what what am i actually interested in learning mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah no oh, interesting is that an okay question to come up with on the fly yeah okay so I, I want to hear what other people are learning about in the last few weeks yeah uh, we can share ours next week yeah i feel are you like a wikipedia rabbit trail person i don't know the last time i was on wikipedia other than to look something up for the kids. maybe it's a youtube rabbit trail thing now yeah maybe i used to be a lot more where it would just be like oh i wonder about this thing and mm-hmm. then you look it up and then it leads to another thing and yeah. you're like why am i learning about yeah i don't even can't even think of anything right now but Anyway, yeah, curious. I, I was just thinking about that because people can post or like comment what they're learning about. And now yeah. I'm just going to like learn about all these random things. Yeah, and then you'll rabbit trail and it will yeah. lead to something Who else. Who knows? Who knows what we'll learn? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Cool. 
Well, thanks again for joining us and have a good week. Bye.